Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 20 of the TM Golfcast. Can't believe we've made it this far. Episode 20. Let's dive right into it. Today's episode is with the creative content manager at Callaway Golf, AJ Vopel. We talked to him a few weeks ago about the brand and the culture of Callaway Golf and how they operate. But today, we're talking to him about his story and the risks and the opportunities that he had and he took to, to come to San Diego from, from New York City. And uh, it's just a really cool story to talk to him about uh, being, uh, being a fitter. So let's dive right into it. Episode 20 of the Golfcast with AJ Vopel. I do want to talk about your story. Yeah. Because of you, how did you get in the golf industry? Yeah. You, now you went to, you lived in New York City. You yep. grew up in New York. I grew up in New York. And you started working for uh, the newspaper, correct? That's right. So my first job out of, my first job out of, I went to Hofstra University, um, graduating like 2008, I think it was, or 2009, I don't even remember. Um, my first job was to cover uh, a local community on Long Island, West Islip, for a division of AOL. Okay. So AOL started these hyper-local news networks, and they're called uh, Pat. It was called Patch. I think they're still around though, but AOL invested like two hundred million dollars in this in Patch. What ha- what it was? It was just this network of hyper-local websites. So like, what's the town at Farmington? That's yeah. the town. Okay, so Farmington might have had a patch. So like you'd go to farmingtonpatch.com, whatever, and like all of a sudden it'd be like a newspaper site with all news, politics, um, op-eds, classifieds, like just like this whole thing. And like their their model was to do it hyper-locally. And in college, I was a journalism, I was a journalism and media uh, major. So I was used to taking my own photography, shooting my own video, editing my own video, doing my own podcast, um, jack of all trades type of thing. But like I used to love writing, so I used to write a lot, write a lot of news, uh, work for the the biggest news, one of the biggest newspapers in New York, Newsday, um, which is still a top ten circulation yeah. I think, yeah. um, in the country. But I didn't love writing news because I, it was too objective for me. I liked being more subjective, injecting more personality into it. Yeah. Um, news was way too, it was just way too, it was way too by the book. It was like. Uh, who, what, when, where, why, and it was just no fun for me, you know. Um, and then obviously I, I played, I played golf in high school. I played golf in college, so I was like, I knew that was like ultimately my next step. Um, and then a friend contacted me about a position that was open at uh, the Metropolitan Golf Association, which is in Westchester, and they were looking for someone who did all that, who who shot video, who was an editor, uh, mm-hmm. who wrote a lot for. Um, they have a uh, award-winning magazine that they do five times a year. Um, so they were looking for someone to um, help oversee that. They wanted somebody to start a digital publication, a digital magazine. So I like, you know, I fit all those. I kind of checked all those boxes, um, and th- so I worked with them for years. Uh, for I think it was like three and a half or four years or something like that. Um, this is probably in the uh, mid 2010s. So I think it was like 2011 to 2014. And then that's when I got a literally a call out of the blue, like literally like out of nowhere. My my phone rang, and it was Harry. Harry Arnett was on the other line, and I had known who Harry was from uh, just like social media and and Twitter and um, kind of like connecting with him there. Um, but he was relatively new as well. He was I think he was there for a year or something like that. Um, he's got like a year on me, so literally out of the blue, he called me up. He said, "Hey, we're, I got your name from so and so. Another person grew um, in the golf industry. That's why the golf industry is. It might seem big, but it's very small yeah. in terms of relationships. 
hey, we're, I want to start this position. It's like kind of like an editor-in-chief position with the website. I want, like, I want a lot of written content. I want a lot of video content. I want someone to uh, be uh, like on-air talent type of person. Um, just like create, I want somebody creating con- content nonstop. Yeah. He's like, that's what I want this position to do. I said, I was like, all right, well, like, oh, based in New York? And they're like, no, California. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, damn. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to be a New Yorker for, for life. Like, no, like, none of, like, my relatives, friends, like, everybody's still, like, in New York City, yeah. um, like, northern New Jersey. Like, everybody's taking the Long Island Railroad to New York City. You're yeah. like, that's, like, my wife would worked. My wife lived in New York at the time, actually. She, she lived on the Upper East Side for, for seven years. Had a really good job. She wasn't my wife at the time, which is like a curveball, which is like kind of what makes the story so funny. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll go out, like I'll check it out. Yeah. So they invited me out to Carlsbad, went out, met the entire group. It was great. Um, you know, obviously, like you know, it was my second time ever in California. I'd never been to San Diego before. So obviously, like that, it's not hard to sell somebody. Yeah. On Southern California. It's not. Yeah. You've been out there. I was out there. <laughs> I keep telling my one friend, I'm like, I want to move there. He goes, you don't want to do that. Right. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I know. So, so my wife and I both have massive families. We're both. Yeah. My wife's all Italian. You know, Italian Irish. We have giant families. Like that's just. Well, yeah. that's just what it is. So we weren't married at the time. We were. We were about to get married. Right when they asked me, my start date was two weeks before our our, our wedding. Oh my so they wanted me to go out, start, train for two weeks, come back, get married, go on my honeymoon, and then move out there. Nice. So it all happened. It's crazy. It all happened crazy. So that's exactly what I did. So first of all, my, uh, well, my, my fiance then at the time, Jess, we were literally going back and forth on this for like two and a half weeks. We were like, yeah, we're definitely going to do it. We're definitely going to do it. Then we're like, no way we're going to do it. Like, no way we're going to, you know, like, there's no way we could leave all our family, like, yeah. and, like, just start a life out there. Like, we're too close with our family. Like, it's just, it's never going to happen. And then the next day we'd be like, but if we're going to do it, now is the time to do it. Like, we're just, like, getting started. We're just getting married. We literally went back and forth for two and a half weeks, like, on no and yeses. Like, it was very highs and lows. It was very, like, emotionally draining. Yeah. But ultimately, like, I pulled her away from a great job in New York City that she had. She was a media supervisor for a, a great company. Um, and I, that's why I love her so much because she she trusts me to, to make the right calls and stuff. Yeah. Um, so like, so that's what happened. I went out, I trained for two weeks, I accepted the job, went out, trained for two weeks, went home, got married from all our family on Long Island, went on our honeymoon for two or a week and a half, and then said, see you, Jess, moved out on my own. And this was in May, and she moved out in October because she had to finish up her job. She couldn't just like oh, give okay. two weeks. Yeah. So she finished out her job for another like seven months. So for a while there, I was living uh, just you know just by myself. Yeah. And then eventually like she she came and met me. Uh, but it's like it's really weird how like it all like worked out like that. You know what That's I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But I mean it's uh, I'm I don't re- don't regret it for a second. Absolutely you know what not. I mean? So that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's been amazing ever since and. Um, Took a bold step, and I think that's oh, what you got to do in life. Sometimes you, there's a lot of risk, but you have to take that step. There's sometimes there's opportunities that you got to gamble, baby. Absolutely. What if I didn't do it? Like I would still like I, who who knows what would happen? But yeah. like, I mean, think about where Callaway is now. Like, I mean, we're now like a leader in in brands and 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 golf and. And I'm like thinking, I always think of myself, I'm like, I always talk to Jess about it. I'm like, Jess, I'm like, man, just like we didn't move. Like, imagine if like we didn't take that gamble. Like, 
I think it's going to pay off. Like, I, yeah. like, I'm having a good time. Like, I hope she's having a great time, too. Like, she gets homesick and stuff. Um, but, like, I like to think that it worked out. And I guess we'll obviously see uh, in 10, 20 years if it worked out. But uh, um, I don't regret it for one sec. I mean, what, look at the crew that we work with and the people that we get to talk to, you know, like um, – like yourself, like this is, uh, I wouldn't train this, I wouldn't trade this for any other position in the world, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Now so you're, a funny you're story. now expecting a I mini know. golfer, a mini golfer. Crazy. <laughs> a, boy, a little boy in May, in May again. May is like a weird <laughs> month that always comes up. Like, yeah. right, now we're having a kid out here, which might th- make things even more difficult for my wife because she gets, you know, she gets homesick and I'm already hearing it from my mother-in-law. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you guys are having a kid. 3,000 miles away, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I want to see the kid every day. I'm like, well, you might have to, like, move out here, you know? Like, my parents are giving me crap about it, but, uh, you know, my brother and sister have kids and stuff, so my parents have enough grandkids, but my mother-in-law has no grandkids, and she's, like, dying to, like, be around at all times. So, yeah, little boy, little golfer. We live right near Goat Hill, so oh, I'm going to... that's gonna, nice. Yeah, you're I'll moving, be, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm moving there uh, um, right when I get back, actually, um, in mid-February. We're moving right next door to Goat Hill, so he'll have a place to grow up and play golf and awesome. I'll take him there all the time. I'll, I'll, listen, Ted, this little dude is going to have a golf club in his hand when he's three days old. Oh yeah, for sure. He comes out of the hospital. He's not even going to be able to grab anything. I'm, I'm going to put a golf club or a golf ball in his hand. Um, he might be sick of it by the time he's like two years old, oh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, he might hate golf, which is totally fine. I don't care. You know, that whatever, you know, whatever, whatever he eventually likes. But, uh, yo, it's crazy. Like now that you, I've never really like talked about it. Yeah. But like now that when I when I when I when I'm talking about it with you, um, it like brings back like a lot of like uh, like hard decisions, yeah. very difficult decisions that I've had to make. Uh, being away from family, taking my wife away from her job just for selfishly my job, right? Yeah. Like it's like weird all these um, like the butterfly effecty type of things that like uh, what leads to things. My job at the MGA, I never would have met the guy who gave my name to Harry Arnett if I didn't yeah. work at the MGA or if I didn't, I forget where I met him the first time. It might have been the PGA show, actually, my first ever PGA show. It might have been through that. Like, it's weird. Like, you always have to take advantage of opportunities. Like, I've always been an opportunist. Like, if you see an opportunity, you see somebody that you want to talk to, you see somebody, like, always do that. Like, it's really weird how it all intertwines. It like really everything weird, leads to something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like now I'm thinking back to my own life. Like right. man, all those people, I wouldn't be here without some of those people. That's what I mean. It's all about relationships, right? Absolutely. That's literally, and that's like part of my job. Part of my job is like I'm like relationship guy. Yeah. Like form relationships, form bonds, talk to people, uh, manage and and nurture those relationships. Yeah. Uh, because it's worked, it, it's worked in my favor so far in terms of like just career-wise, but um, even personal, you know, personal relationships. Like it's, um, yeah, it's funny how one thing always leads to another thing. So it's, it's like, if, if you ever, if anybody ever gets like down on themselves or, um, or starts like, you know, just like thinking negatively either about career, it's like you could always kind of, you could always pave it. You could always change it a little bit, meet new people put yourself out there on social like you're doing, um, you know, and th- you know, that's why, that's why we, that's why we're like the biggest Tad fans because like, you, well, one, you're, you're so approachable, like you, you have a lot of very similar characteristics to a lot of the people that work at Callaway and that's why 
we love that you're that we love that you're that you're a Callaway guy because you're approachable, you're friendly, you're an amazing networker. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. are these are all these are all qualities that a lot of the people at Callaway have, and like you share those same qualities. And I think that's like why we. We all connect so well with you. You know what I mean? Well, I appreciate that. I also yeah. don't want to look like the creepy guy either, hanging around. Like, no, no, like, like I love it. Yeah, I love, we love you got to put yourself out there if you want to make it, connections. That's it. But like last year, I know I hung around this booth so much. I was like, I gotta get away now. So like this year, I didn't want to hang around so much because I don't want to look like a creepy guy. That oh just yeah, no. Hangs and we all like goof and, and stuff. You know, like yeah. everybody goofs on everybody. You know, yeah. we all like we keep things lighthearted. You know, like. Uh, but yeah, no, dude. It's it's everybody loves having you around. It's. Everybody would – It's the crazy thing is everybody would always, always carry conversation with you if there literally was a million conversations to have. Yeah. There's little – like you step out there, all of a sudden, within 60 seconds, there's a million conversations you have. That's why yeah. the PJ show, PJ show is so great, but it has uh, minor flaws in that like it's very difficult to like um, have like in-depth conversations like we are now. Yeah. This is actually like I'm so happy that we're doing this. Because rarely do I even get like 30 minutes without like just being dragged into a meeting, dragged into uh, a lot, whatever it is, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's why this is, I love this. You now, know? one of the questions yeah. I have to ask on everyone is what is the craziest thing you've seen in the industry or oh. working at a facility? Like most of the guys I interview are head pros, green grass, but yep. what is the craziest thing you've seen while working at Callaway oh. or at a, even at a golf course? That's a great question. Uh, I've seen a lot of crazy things. Uh, I just saw crazy at our epic launch event. Uh, J Rod, I mean, this isn't like the craziest thing, but uh, it's something that stands out in my mind. Out of nowhere, uh, J Rod, Johnny Rodriguez, who uh, used to be our creative director, now manages our events, puts together this put whole the, thing. Yeah, he put together. He's a genius. Whole, he's yeah. a he's literally a genius. Like you have to be a genius to put this together. Like yeah. I, I can't give that guy enough credit. Um, so he was at our launch event, helped put our launch event on. We had a lot of like friends of the brand and uh, just um, content creators and stuff like that there. And out of nowhere, um, he pulls out two giant heads, cardboard heads. One was of Chad's face, one was of my face, and then he's like, all right, guys, we're splitting up the two teams. Chad, you're picking three people. You're going to hit at AJ's head. AJ, you're hitting at Chad's head. These giant heads. We have all these people there. Like, luckily, I don't get embarrassed, really. Like, you can do anything. Oh, yeah. uh, do I, you can tease me, goof on me. I, don't, I, don't, I do not care. I have the thickest skin probably in the entire group. Uh, that's why I'm the most easy to goof on. Um, but I was like, wait a minute. And like the pictures were from like five years ago. So like we looked like babies. Like it was just like, <laughs> wasn't the most there like, wasn't your picture on a, on a billboard with the baby body? Behind yeah, with, it? Ba with baby bodies. I was like, yo, this is so this is crazy. crazy. I was like, I was like this. I was like, of course you would pull this out in front of like all these people. Like Michelle, we went live video on it. I remember seeing that. Bryce yeah. Butler. Who's a wide receiver for the uh, Dolphins? They went live together, like live broadcasting this competition. I was like, dude, this is. I was like, J Rod, man, like you never, you never cease to amaze me. But um, off the top of my head, uh, because my brain is like mush right now, and it's like fresh in my head, that was definitely uh, a very crazy moment for me. Um, but I bet if you give me like 30 minutes, I could come up with something uh, way crazier than that. But that it, it was, thing. it was yeah. pretty good though. It was, it was, it was good action, man. That but, whole day looked yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was. It, we got a lot of. We got the word out there. A lot of good people there. Um, again, connecting, right? Connecting people. Now, all, that's what the golf industry is. You have to connect with people. You'll have so many more opportunities. You have to put yourself out there, and you yep. can't be afraid of that. 
Can't be afraid. No, that's why we love your style, man. We love. I, I just don't want to look like the creepy guy. Like I said, dude, dude you, you, you be you, baby. You know I, I do. Mean? Mean, I was you a, be like, you. like I said. That's it. That's before, it. I was talking to somebody else the other day about like before, like my family owns a farm. Yeah. And I was always kind of kept to myself. And then when I was around other people, I'd be like the hangout guy. I'd love to go out. Yeah. And then, but I was like always kind of the farmer at heart. But then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have fun with the. I'm gonna make the the fun side of me. Be me. Like, that's that's, that is me. That is who I am, and I love being... I, I do me. I don't care. You want to hang out at the booth all day long? That's what I'll probably end up doing. Do it, man. <laughs> do it, baby. That's yeah. that's that's you, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't ever not be yourself, you know? Now, now before we go, I do want to say, you're doing your own thing, too, with Good Boy Originals. Yeah. Those pictures are amazing. Thank it's, you, man. The, the, the subject is so simple, but yet it that's is it. so classic and so good. Keep it clean. Yeah, that's keep it, it clean. That's the, the, I think my favorite that. one is the uh, Arnold Palmer uh, yeah, tea, the golf yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are so nice. Yeah, so... Um, that one was for someone specific. That one was for, I wanted to um, create something for uh, Amanda, you know Amanda yeah. Balionis, who, who we work with. Uh, she was going through a tough time, um, and uh, Arnold plays a big role in, in her life and her family's life. Uh, so I wanted to make something very specific for her, um, and um, I just I had just gotten these teeth, so I was like, oh, this is like a perfect piece. So that was like a one-off, a one-off piece for her. Um, and that's what I do. They're they're mostly one-off pieces for for different people. Um, so a lot of the times people send me things. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. So people send me their objects. I shoot them. I just do the layouts, design them, um, frame them, mat them, and then and then send them back to them. But uh, yeah, no, it's just awesome. yeah, it's super fun. What's up, man? Yo, How's it going? You're 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 the special guest on the Tad Podcast Network right here, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're having fun over here. We got two that we got two of the heavy hitters that just yeah, walked in. Yeah, we were in. just talking about uh, uh, Harry Arnett Harry and Chad, Arnett. Chad Jones Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry's got a big bag of candy over there. Hey, what you got over there? <laughs> I don't even know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Good Boy Rentals is, is really fun. Um, it's just like another outlet yeah. for uh, to show creativity, uh, provide people with memorable pieces. Uh, things that are very meaningful to them because, as you know, golf courses are some of the most important things in golfers' life. Yeah. So they'll send me objects from their the, their home course or from their club, yeah. um, and they'll ask me to make some framed art for it, hang it up in their office, hang it up in their houses. Um, yeah, so it's just been a fun side, little side project that I work on, um, you know, for a couple hours a week. But, uh, yeah, no, dude, it's, it's great. we got to make you something, man. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta I'll, get I'll, you send you, I'll send you some yeah, send tees me, from Nemico. I'll send, send you send something. Me some, yeah, send me yeah. some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you're also now... Real quick, certified fitter. That's right. Certified Callaway That's fitter. That's right. Fitting room podcast guy. He's now fitted. He's now certified. Wait, I only did that so I have a I have a one up on Nate. It was literally <laughs> it was a really just like a spiteful move, uh, so I could uh, tell. So Nate, who knows a lot about fitting, yeah, um, he's a gearhead. He is such like a gearhead tinker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. So I so I was like, you know what? I was like, I am one hundred percent. Going to become certified just so because Nate is not certified. So that was <laughs> Nate's not certified. I was a little yeah. surprised. About, I'm a little surprised about that. I thought he would be. Yeah. But that that class looked awesome. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was good. I got a 40 out of 40 on the test. That's right. Yeah. Perfect I got 40. Out, I got 40 out of 40 test. Uh, 39 on like the like the fitting component of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Corey Newman and those guys who like run the run our master fitter thing. They're actually doing. Um, master fitter uh, certifications here. Really? Yeah, they're doing like two classes of 50 people. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's like it's it's awesome. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, AJ, I lucky. appreciate your time. Thank course, you so man. much for being course, on. Dad. And, uh, Anytime, buddy. Alrighty, guys, that's episode 20. Thank you guys for listening. Next week's guest is a head golf professional from New Jersey. He's a custom guy. We talk a lot about uh, shafts, and we also talk a lot about racing. So that'll be cool. 
that'll be next week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening to today's. I hope you learned a lot about risk and opportunities and relationships. So uh, I will see you guys next week.